This is the perfect time to turn your creative ideas into a sustainable business. I'm Miriam Shulman, author of the new book and audiobook, Artpreneur. This is the step-by-step guide for creatives to transform your passion into a profitable business. Artpreneur is the artist handbook and your first step to developing a life of creative and financial freedom. Order your copy today, artpreneurbook.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's New Adventures in Asheville show. This is our third one. Uh, This is a show that airs every first Tuesday with our friends Steve and Karen Wilson. They are known as Mr. and Mrs. Wild of Asheville. They own and run the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast in the Montford Historic District of Asheville, North Carolina. They are by the Riverside Cemetery. I'm just saying it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go to <laughs> lion-rose.com. We've known them, what, what, a couple years? How long has this been, Steve and Karen? Like, seriously. Yeah. Two, three years I now? think two and a half yeah. years now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you guys just celebrated four years of the inn, right? Yeah. Anniversary? Mm-hmm. And yep. how many years of marriage? Over 20? Ooh, 21, 21 we just celebrated. Oh, you're 21. You get to have a glass of wine. You can tonight. drink now. You have beer. <laughs> no beer. <laughs> I don't, listen, beer is not far from the doorstep there at the Line of the Rose because Steve is a brewer. And so when you check in, you get a welcome glass of home-crafted brew and if you stay on Sundays, and we know this from real experience, you get to have a beer mosa. So I'm just saying, it's a cool experience. So what's on tap right now, Steve? Uh, let's see. The same old um, wheat beer we always serve is on tap, and we also have the Dunkel Weissen on tap right now, which is kind of Say like that a multi- again? Dunkel? Um, like a Dunkel Weissen? Is that a Dunkel. dirty uncle? Dunkel Weissen. Dunkel Dunkel? Dunkel? Not as dirty as Godiva, but... No, it's, dirty it's, it's, it sounds a like a, a poker. Like, I, I thought it was like dirty We all have those. You know, Thanksgiving's <laughs> coming. You know you're going to have one of those at the table somewhere. Like, the dirty <laughs> old yeah. uncle. That, yeah. <laughs> Everyone oh has God. one. All right. But anyway, see, see, even the dog agrees. But listen, yeah, today's, show, is... today's show we're really excited about because we're focusing on music and the performing arts in Asheville. And Asheville has an incredible history. Uh, we've talked about this on a gazillion shows about Thomas Wolfe, the, you know, the author, O. Henry, uh, you've got uh, Zelda Fitzgerald, right? Are we going to get the Fitzgeralds mm-hmm. right or wrong now? Yeah. No, you're right. I was going to say Emma yeah. or Ella. Oh, oh <laughs> no, Nancy said, you know, let's not get into this, but uh, the music scene is huge. The theater scene apparently is also really big and, our friend Steve Schneikert, Hollywood historian, has done some radio plays with Craig Engen, and we've listened to them over the years. They have aired on Craig Avery's show over on Channel One England. I'm going to get it wrong now, but it's over in England. Channel UK. Oh, boy, I'm so in trouble. But It's One England because there is only just One England. Google Craig. 
there's and there's only one Craig Avery. You know, that's the truth. So Craig Avery, uh, yeah. But you know, it's been a few years. COVID, everything changed. But so Craig Engen's radio players have been airing on Craig Avery's show over in Channel One England. I've got it right. I know I have um, over there. And Steve has been part about it. And part Steve has been part of our shows for I don't know how many years. He's like he's the person who knows where we are. And when we're in trouble or stuck somewhere in the snow or something, um, and then we call you both and say, "Where's my beer?" But um, but he, he's awesome. And then Craig said, "Well, Craig Engen says not Craig Avery." Craig Engen goes, "Well, you're in Nashville all the time. You should check out John Baldwin, my friend, who's an actor." So I, he connected me with John, and next thing you know, John's like emailing me, go, "Well, you need to know, Katie." And Katie Jones from the Magnetic Theater, and you need to know Stephanie Hickling Beckman from the Different Strokes Performing Arts Collective. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And then next thing you know, they're both on the show today. We have an interview with John. And then we have this whole music section coming on. We've got Liz Teague, uh, Elizabeth Liz Teague is her name. Uh, she's a singer songwriter that performed. So it was a porch festival that happens at your BNB. Is it yes, a porch in fest? September, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she just performed there. We've got Tamara, not Tamara, Tamara L. Wilson, who's been on our show before. She's a singer-songwriter. We've got Dennis mm-hmm. Burns from the Chalwa Reggae Band. Like We've got some mountain reggae going on. And then we've got a, a segment that we recorded with Love Bubble Band, um, who's been on our show <laughs> last year, too. And that's yeah. Hank Bones, Paula Hankey, and also Peggy Ratuse. So stay tuned. We've got music and the performing arts, so let's let's get on with it. Are, you, are we all ready? Are we ready? Let's Are go. the dogs ready? Who let the dogs out? Apparently I did. Apparently so. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We have some awesome people joining us. Well played, Nancy. I love that music. All right. So our first guest is Stephanie Hickling Beckman. I know. Stephanie is from... Da, da, da. Different Strokes <laughs> Performing Arts Collective. I think she can handle all of our shenanigans. I encourage you to go to the I website, differentstrokespac.org. So welcome, Stephanie. Yes. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Hey, cool. listen, are we behaving yet? I think we are. Yeah. No, of. you're not behaving. Why would you do I don't that? think that's possible. Who wants to? Did no, you ever start? No. no, no, but listen, theater, like, okay, so different strokes, that means that we can do what we want, right? Like, that's, that's, that's right. Oh, we yeah. like that. It, it, you know what, the name is so freeing, and then reading what you do is, like, it is about, like, freedom of people and creativity as well, it seems like, with what you're doing. Yes, that's exactly what we do, people and freedom. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I like, like that. It. I like that. Very and nice. now we've also got Katie Jones here. Katie is from the Magnetic Theater, and I encourage you to go to the website, themagnetictheater.org. So it is the Magnetic Theater. There's no other Magnetic Theater other than the Magnetic Theater. Welcome, Katie. How are you? <laughs> I see the dog. I'm good again. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me on. And I'm used to shenanigans, so no worries. Oh, good. Good. I heard that you do some improv over at your theater. We do. We mostly actually focus on new plays. We develop playwrights and uh, work with them to get their shows from the page to the stage. But we 
original work can mean a lot of things, and so we include improv in that as well. Um, and we've hosted um, several troops around town, mostly speakeasy improv lately, um, to do adult classes and shows. Um, so we welcome all kinds of original pieces, not just plays. Okay, t- tell us a little bit more about the speakeasy because now I want a cocktail. As soon as you said that, yeah. it happened. Uh, well, <laughs> speakeasy came to be because uh, during the shutdown, uh, they were like, oh, we missed improv. We want to figure out a way to get together. And so first they started meeting on Zoom, and it all felt sort of secret and weird, and so they started just calling it the speakeasy. And at first it was just a few people who wanted to play together, and then once it was safe, they started meeting in backyards because you couldn't really go inside, but you could be outside. And uh, so that was sort of the way that they uh, solved the pandemic blues. Um, And then after that, it's just sort of has grown and has turned into a school with regular shows every couple of weeks. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. I love that. So, Stephanie, tell us a little bit about different strokes and because tell us about the theater you're in because you're saying that you know, before we started airing live, you were saying that you're getting more visitors, more tourists that go to Asheville, which I know, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Asheville, right? Um, mm-hmm. Are coming into your shows too. Yeah, um, we've been around since uh, 2010. We believe in the empathetic and thought-provoking theater as a profound and effective means of social change and personal transformation. So all of our shows, whether on the page or on the stage, do enlarge to the direction of the show, features diversity. And that mm-hmm. was kind of the premise of us starting in Asheville because, as everyone knows, Asheville is diverse only in – what types of beer um, are served because there's a <laughs> lot of different kinds of beer served. But as far as people mm-hmm. go, um, Asheville is not a very diverse place. And the performing arts, unfortunately, um, was included in that. So coming mm. to Asheville in, in 97 as someone who was interested in being an actor and not finding many opportunities, um, I think I complained to my mom one too many times. And she finally said, you don't get to keep complaining if you don't do something about it. Ah, Ooh, so from nice that one. conversation, mm-hmm. from that conversation, different strokes was founded, and it's primarily because if I felt that I wasn't getting any opportunities as an actor, then there were several other people feeling that way as well. So mm. that's what our mission started out to be, and then we got to be where we were just promoting all the isms. So we do. Mm. If you can think of anything that is currently a hot topic or some form of discrimination, whether it's racism, homophobia, transphobia, or whatever, different strokes tackles that. We've done a show about just about everything you can name, and we choose a local nonprofit organization whose mission matches the theme of the show, and we give them a portion of our ticket sales for every production that we do. That's awesome. So we're all about supporting our community. Do you get nervous doing it? Because... We have a, you know, our, our climate's a little, you know, wonky, you know, our world is a little wonky. Um, do, you, do you get nervous doing that? I'm just saying, like, I mean, and when yeah. you think about Somebody's visitors coming into voice. town. Yeah, I mean, Nancy, Nancy said that, who was it, Nancy, um, that famous quote, if you if you see a good fight, get in it, you know, that's oh, Nancy's yeah. favorite yes. thing. Yes, yes. 
Exactly. I start the fights. I mean, anybody will tell you Stephanie starts the fights in Asheville, so I'm not nervous about doing it. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Be careful when you get there, by everyone. But no, but I mean, when, with what you're doing, I think we have to have an open space for everyone. I think the arts has always done that, whether it's music, theater, writing, visual arts, you know, you name it. The arts are, people connect with them, whether it's what they want to connect with, and sometimes they stumble on something and, and maybe it'll open their minds a little bit more. So do you feel that with what you're doing, that maybe someone will go to a show because they're already fired up about something, or maybe they'll go yeah. in and not quite get it and then be more compassionate so, about something? So so two of the things that – so our, our theme song, so after I do the curtain speech, the song that always plays is For Your Mind. I'm the Invoke mm. song, For Your Mind. Yeah, yeah. But our name, mm. Different Strokes, is not taken from the TV show, which everybody seems to assume it is. It's taken <laughs> yeah. from Everyday okay. People by Sly and the Family Stone. Mm-hmm. So Different Strokes are for different folks. So come to the door. People pretty much have an idea of what we stand for, and every now and then we get some folks who tell us after the show that they had thought one way or the other about something and that we had helped to make them consider the other side. Because there's nothing like experiencing what it is to know Mm -hmm. the plight of other people or to walk in other people's shoes and sitting in a dark theater with your own thoughts and nobody pointing Mm -hmm. a finger in your face. You get to actually see this play out. And um, there's a writer, I can't remember his name right now, I think his last name is Dan Brown, actually. He says that we fear what we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so with our shows, we try to help people to understand things that they don't know so that they feel like they know the people that um, these issues are affecting. And I think yeah, we do a pretty good job of it. I think when people leave a play or a movie, they have a way to have a conversation about it. Whereas if it's just something off the news and everyone's all pissed off about it, Oh, see, apparently, Nancy, my language is not getting better. Um, <laughs> the last few interviews. Sorry about that, everyone. I've just kind of lost every filter lately. But um, that's but okay. Really, no, it is. It it really is actually. It it it's so, Lisa, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting you're talking about conversations because also for each of our shows we host what we call a post-show discussion. Very different from what people know as a, a talkback you know, where people mm. just ask how hard was it to learn those lines and whatever. So our post-show discussions are facilitated by a professional, and we usually have people on our panel who work in the, who work in the field that we are discussing. And we have mm-hmm. a, a pretty real conversation with our audience, and people share some pretty deep things, and, and we feel like we get to know each other a lot. We used to start out with maybe 2% of our audience staying back, but now we have to – kind of assume that nobody's going to leave and we have to cut it off because people want to talk and they want to talk and they want to talk (laughs) about their experiences and about their understanding and kind of unpack the stuff that they just saw take place. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool when you see it happen. That is is awesome. I I want to go to you, Katie, with what you're doing because um, I think that's also the the, the arts really give us this relief, right, in what Stephanie is talking about, like fear, um, I think movies and, and plays and theater, music, always kind of allows us to step into that world. And it's like no one can tell us what to do and feel at that point. Even if you're watching a, a play with a friend or a loved one, your experience is still your own, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't you say, Katie? So is that what you Definitely. do? 
Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you know, and our theater has a very different focus than different strokes. Um mm-hmm. our our focus really is on developing the writers and so we don't have a season theme. We don't necessarily pick topics. We go mm-hmm. based on the writers' interests. But then within that, there are still these themes that emerge. We just did this show about um called the Frankenstein Rubrics, which is an examination of the relationship between uh, Dr. Frankenstein and his monster, and also between Mary Shelley and her husband, wrote <laughs> the play. Like and, cool. uh, and it's a lot about uh, the ability to create oneself and not necessarily being stuck with a play. So even within something, you know, that this author just came to us and said, hey, I want to do this. It sounds weird, but there's actually a lot of deep thoughts in it as well. I want to walk around going, I'm alive, I'm alive. Well, I love that you're developing the writers, too, because it's, that's a huge part, because it's, it, being a, a playwright is not an easy task. And it's, it's a solitary thing, but it's also a communal thing once it starts getting developed. And I think that's a path that um, it's just, it's hard. It's a hard road. Can I just say that theater is a hard road? It really is. And so <laughs> it's, it's instead it's really of hard valuable, redoing the same plays over and over and buying those licenses, it's so much better to develop new crafts, new people, you know? Well, that's how we feel. Yeah. And and one of the things that we see is that, um, you know, a lot of the same plays get done over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. every play was once a new play. And they need to be given chances to see the light of day uh, in order to then, you know, go on to other theaters. And we've been really proud. I will say that um, differently than Stephanie as well, I did not found the Magnetic Theater. It also started around 2010, but I only um, started working there about um, four years ago and was given leadership about three years ago. And within that time, we started a new play development program so that the playwriting process is more collaborative from the very start. So playwrights don't have that time of just feeling like they're out to sea with no resources. uh, So they can sort of see the end goal at the beginning and work toward that. Mm. You you know, there's some onus on the, on the theater goer. Like there's a difference somehow between watching a film, whether it's on TV or at a drive-in or whatever, and theater, like when, for me personally, when I go to the theater, I like to see the same thing three or four times, just because I want to be a different character each time. And then you put yourself. <laughs> Nancy is, that, has multiple personalities, by the way. I know, because, <laughs> no, because it's fun. You put yourself in like one actor's role. And you're watching how the person is acting and you're watching their body movement is so crucial. You know, like body language, body movement in acting is so crucial. Somehow in film it's smoother kind of, but it but I can't put myself in a film, but I can put myself in a person, a live person in the theater, and then somehow you get the role. And then if you go the next night and you pick a different character performer hmm. then you get to, no it's really interesting it's Nancy's like weird that, y'all just saying no I, I like that though I like that you know, no, then, and you can be a boy or a girl or a dog or whatever can be a different character 
and the more times you see the play, the more you know the play. Mm. And then you get to a point where, okay, now you're pre-gaming. In my mind, that's what I call it. Like you're now already planning. Nancy wants to be an actor. Like I think so. I think that's it. I think so. (laughs) I think so. Well, no. When we left, Nancy had a magazine in South Africa, and and we we came back to the states. And the last cover, she was the last independent at this point of magazine publishing. Our last cover of the magazine was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, and the Rocky Horror oh. Picture Show was banned was in South banned. Africa because, oh, there's gay, like, there's oh, yeah, TVs involved and whatever. I mean, over there, you know, <laughs> if you had a picture of Jesus on a cross, they put, like, stars on his nipples and a box over and his teepee, box you know. Over his... So, yeah, so that's that's what was going on over because it's very religious and, and at, at that time. this is We're talking that's about, not religious. you know, in the that's early just... 90s. So that's what was going on at the, and there was a lot mm-hmm. going on in South Africa at that time. And um, anyway, so the Rocky <laughs> Art Picture Show suddenly, that was you know, so cool. this, this was the stage where South Africa got to have a little bit more freedom, and the Rocky Art Picture Show suddenly was allowed. I mean, the so Exorcist awesome. was banned too. It was the first movie I saw when I got to this country was The Exorcist. But <laughs> the, the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show was banned, but they had a, and when they allowed it, the Sydney oh, so cool. Theatre Company, Sydney from Australia, Australia came over, from the Opera House came over, yeah. and they did this production in Port Elizabeth where we were. And we went, we covered it in the magazine, we went every single night, and, and I think yes, that's what it so is. We got cool. so stuck into studying each character, and mm-hmm. we, all, we were actually about to open a second branch of the magazine in Cape Town, but things changed in the country, and we're Americans, so we had to kind of leave Get on the drama. But, but anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but the Rocky Horror Picture Show, we saw as a play, and a well-crafted play, oh, when so I got good. to this country, and someone's like, oh, it's Rocky Horror time, let's go to the show and it was a movie thing and people squirting water guns I was horrified like literally <laughs> like this is are you kidding me this is not the Rocky Horror Picture Show mm-hmm. I saw where people like really were going for it and what they did in South so Africa cool. at that time broke barriers I mean you could yeah. see literal sex scenes behind a screen that was lit up <laughs> with condoms flying and things that you would never see in that country, they did at that point. And I thought, no, it was amazing. But that, wow. I think that was something, what Nancy Sambach, we got into each character because mm-hmm. we were writing about him. There's something about that. Is that the same, like both of you, Katie and Stephanie, for the audience? I think it is the same thing. And Steve and Karen, no, they watched they go to so many music concerts. It's diff- It's the same thing as when you're in a play, you're feeding off of energy together for the, the actors, yes. the directors, mm-hmm. and the audience, right? It's, it's yes. the energy. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the one thing that was missing when we were in, in the, the, the throes of the pandemic because there's an unspoken kind of agreement between the actors and the audience. And not having that, it made Zoom very difficult to, to really sell because you couldn't feed off of and feel each other. So, mm. yeah, I completely agree with you. 
Yeah. And Katie, you you took over right at the pandemic time, right? At the Magnetic Theater. Yeah, actually, 2019, Dang. fall of 2019 was when I became artistic director, and mm. uh, and so yeah, it was a really fun time. Um, and and similarly, we had trouble with Zoom, and so what we ended up doing actually, our first sort of show back that wasn't on Zoom was on a hiking trail. And what we did is we had uh, pairs of actors who were either roommates or married or whatever, so they were already living together. They would be doing scenes, and a mass group of audience members outside would walk the trail and see the scenes as they went along. Because that way we still got to be in a space together, but not share germs as much. That's cool. Um, Can I say that Katie kicked ass the entire pandemic I mean, she kept that theater going and kept stuff happening all the time. It was creative just like that. So it was really cool. Wow. That's almost like Blair Witch Project. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was like that, except that it was more of a romantic comedy. Um, (laughs) So a little different than Blair Witch, but... Um, we have actually, we had so many people after that show on the trail say, oh, you know, you really ought to do this for Halloween. So I think a lot of people's minds went to that same place of like, oh my God, I'm in the woods. What's going to happen? Um, (laughs) I think Steve and Karen could come join you. Steve, Karen, uh, how many, Steve, uh, apparently you had what, four costume changes this weekend? Steve, how many? (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, let's see. Four. (laughs) We did, uh, we did um, what did we do on Friday? On Friday, we. Yeah, it was the Rocky that. Horror Picture Show theme at Bold Rock Cidery. Oh, cool. So we did uh, yep. Kiss. <laughs> you did Kiss? You dressed up as Kiss? Yeah, we did. We did oh, Kiss, yep. Yeah. Gene Simmons yep. and Paul Stanley. That was awesome. I just saw those. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. And then funny. what was the. You did like the Hawaiian thing? Well, Saturday was um, there was a great Catsby in honor of um, Cat Rescue at Ginger's <laughs> Revenge, so it was Roaring Twenties. So we did that. Sunday cool. was um, a hollow, Halloween, as in pup. It was a pup party for uh, another nonprofit pet rescue. So it was hmm. dogs. It was meant for the dogs. So we did Hawaiian family with the dogs. Hmm. Yep, dogs had their little Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Seriously, so like you should you should start. I think this Halloween thing, Katie. Like you've got two new actors. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm ready, <laughs> and we can start it at the bed and breakfast, and we can just do it all around Montford at different spots. Oh, listen, yeah, Montford. There, there we go. Look at, their property is awesome and to do some crazy stuff they in have, too. The room. They have That'd two cool. very famous dogs. Oh Eddie yeah, Murphy Ozzie and hey. and Bob Newhart. No, we Ozzy, <laughs> Ozzy and Oreo. But yeah, but but listen, um, I I wanted to ask uh, Steve and Karen, when yeah. people check in, do you ever hear about them? Go to the theater? Is this something you want people to know about? Like, what's it like? Honestly, on that we side? we we would love more to hear more people going to see any kind of performing arts or music. We've tried to like kind of give off that vibe to people that that's what we enjoy to try to attract that type of person and try to, you know, inform them that there's so many interesting things to go to explore here. So hopefully mm-hmm. we see more of it. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think the Asheville really is a hub of the arts, whether it's the visual arts, the public mm-hmm. arts, the folk arts too. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it just really is. And I, I'm just so excited to hear about both of you, 
uh, Stephanie and Katie, what you're doing, it's, it's exciting, you know. Uh, so everyone, uh, the Magnetic Theater, Katie, so that it, tell us what's coming up. What should people know about now and coming into 2023 at the Magnetic Theater? So um, right now, actually this coming weekend, we are opening a one-act play festival. It's 20 short plays that were taken out of over 1,000 submissions. And wow. uh, those wow. will be running. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Uh, so, but we'll do, do an A night and a B night. And uh, so that'll run this weekend and next weekend. Um, in December, <laughs> we are doing an adaptation of a Christmas carol called Caroling by, uh, which is sort of an indictment mm. on capitalism and greed. And uh, the plot is essentially that all the characters you know and love from a Christmas carol all Oh, Scrooge a lot of money, and so they decided to develop a plot to scare him to death. And <laughs> uh, and so they send an actor to his house to be Jacob Marley, but then that actor just goes off the rails and starts saying, oh, there's going to be spirits, and they're going to come at all these different times, and so then all the townspeople have to get together and enact the story that we all know. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's coming mm-hmm. up in December. It's going to be a broad comedy, just like, hey, let's talk about capitalism and laugh at ourselves a little. Um, and then in, um, in I'm February. I'm really trying to shut my mouth right now. I'm behaving. I'm behaving. No, it's good. <laughs> we don't need you to behave. So if you come to Caroling by Gaslight, you can feel free. To be as body as you would like, we're in. I promise not to throw condoms like at the rock. Oh, you know what? It would be welcome if you want to bring a pile. We're in. Don't worry. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, listen. Someone uh, needs some hey, birth control since that's been taken away. But anyway, condoms make the best water balloons ever. Yes, they do. Yeah. We, we've made rockets before, and that's why we're on the road full time. We can't have neighbors anymore because of that. So anyway. <laughs> I get it. Dude. So 2023 so is coming up in early time. Yeah, or? our 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 first show in 2023. I'll just focus on that one. We have um, we're doing a rock opera with a local mm. band oh. called Smooth Ooh. Goose, and the rock opera, which cool. is going to be in a similar style to like the Who's Tommy. Uh, there's no dialogue. It's just straight rock music. Um, uh, everything is sung. It's called Happy Land. And uh, it is a comedic exploration of um, mental health. Uh, So there's this guy who lives in Happy Land, and he's the one guy who's not so happy living in Happy Land, and he can't figure out what's wrong with him and why he's not like everybody else. And so his boss sends him on a mission to go to Sad Land to deliver a package, but he has to cross through the neither to get there. And uh, Hmm. so it's very trippy, wild, lots of, like, wild costumes and masks. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. And we'll have the band playing live on stage the whole time. That is cool. cool. That is cool. Everyone, the magnetictheater.org is the website cool. to go to. Stephanie, what's happening with different strokes for the rest of this year and going into 2023? The rest of this year, we were pretty breakneck speed um, from the beginning of this year. So I usually direct most of our stuff. So it, I'm taking off the rest of this year for the holidays. But Good Starting in February. That's good. So our February show is called Uncle Tom and Abraham Lincoln in the White House. 
and it's a reimagination <laughs> of the night before Lincoln signs the Emancipation Proclamation. Cool. Uncle Tom I appears out of the Harriet Beecher Stowe novel and talks to him. Um, and then kind of like the Magnetic, in April we have our short play and monologue festival that runs for three weekends, and it's three different kind of evenings for every weekend. So um, looking forward awesome. to that. And then we will wrap up at the end of the year in in June with a play called Having Our Say, and it's based on the Delaney sisters who were pretty big figures in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, they both live to be in their hundreds, and this is an evening of mm -hmm. them kind of telling the their first hundred years, so they not only were post-slavery, but they they kind of straddled the Jim Crow eras and the Civil Rights era as well. So they're talking about their life history through that time. And it's a two-person play, and they'll serve the audience wine and invite them into their house and talk about history. So we're hmm. looking forward to those. We are. Wow. That we're, we're is looking, cool. That's yeah, we're looking to involve cool. some of the school programs about the, with those because um, students need to know their history. So. Nope, We're going to bring in some of the school kids for those. Speaking cool. of that, our, our Way Back When history magazine, the inaugural issue, did I say that right, Nancy? Inaugural. Sort inaugural <laughs> issue is coming out tomorrow, everybody. So if you go to blendradioandtv.com, sign up for our newsletter. You'll get it in your inbox. You'll see it on our Facebook page um, under Big Blend Magazines. I think that's what it is. But um, honestly, um, that's our whole thing. If we, You cannot change the future without learning the past. And so history Amen. is so important. Mm -hmm. And Asheville has so much. Um, you know, we can all have our different beliefs and everything, but if you learn from the past, look at it and go, okay, now we can shape tomorrow. And so, um, and listen, you guys have some history. And Asheville's in it. Uh, Steve and Karen oh and Uncle Ted uh, with the trolley tour, the Gray Line <laughs> trolleys in there talking about haunted history of Asheville. So check that out. And Oh, my gosh. Well, ladies, please do join us back on this show again and keep us posted on what you're doing. Uh, everyone, again, uh, let's go back to the website uh, for Stephanie's uh, Different Strokes Performing Arts Collective. Go to differentstrokespac.org. And for the Magnetic Theater, go to mag themagnetictheater.org. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank so you, much ladies. for having us. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, this is cool. Hey, have a good night. All right, everyone. <laughs> Take a listen to our Bye. chat with uh, John Baldwin, who introduced us to Katie and Stephanie. And, uh, again, thank you, Craig Engen, Steve Schneicker. All of that is part of what you have done. So here it is. Take a listen. Hey, everybody, you know, we're chatting about music and the performing arts in Asheville, North Carolina, and we've got to give a big shout out to our friend Craig Engen, who connected us with John Baldwin, and John is an actor and director uh, from the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, where uh, Craig also used to live, and uh, now they're both based in North Carolina. John's in Asheville, and um, he is joining us, and he, he really connected us with the Magnetic Theater and uh, also, we've we've got all these guests joining us. It's so cool. So, John, welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It was hey, kind of John, a surprise uh, when. Go ahead. I was kind of a surprise when Craig uh, said no with you. I would be an interesting person to interview. It was kind of a little bit too much for me, but I'm I'm willing to give it a go. Oh, hey, but you connected us all. You know, I've got to give a shout out to. I want to hear about your background too. But uh, you know, we listen when Craig talks. Uh, I know you connected us with Stephanie uh, Beckman also from the Different Strokes uh, Performing Arts Collective, and uh, you know, so this is really cool to have you on. And so my first question is. You know, you've got over 20 years in, in your background as director and actor, but what was it that led you to Asheville from the Bay Area? Uh, well, we have uh, two uh, of our uh, children and grandchildren are in uh, the Charleston area, so we wanted to be within shouting distance, and uh, we had been to Asheville before. It was the first place we stopped of all of the places that we were going to check out on our list, and it, it just just checked off all the boxes. Uh, and for me, it was a, a really vibrant theater scene here, so I was really happy to to come here and, and get started and and working in the in the local theaters. So you do a lot of local theaters. So tell us a little bit about what led you into the world of performing arts and and becoming an actor and then also directing. Well, I think it's just one of those kind of really you know typical things. I did my first play in the second grade. I had to do a an Irish dialect, and I was hooked. Uh, <laughs> I've just been, uh, I mean, really, I, you know, I'm 75 years old now, and I have been doing this ever since, and and I just really still enjoy the heck out of it. And the directing is uh, new in the last 10 years, and I'm really, really having a good time doing that as well. So is everything that you do mostly live theater, or do you do any recorded work as well on camera? I, I do mostly live theater. Uh, I did a lot more commercial work when I was out in the San Francisco Bay Area, but I've done some commercial work here, and uh, I've done some occasional uh, film work, uh, short films, one feature, um, but uh, and a, a little bit of voiceover work, but uh, primarily mm -hmm. live theater. Yeah, so what have you done in Asheville getting there? I mean, uh, did you get into the history of Asheville's art scene? I mean, is that not incredible? I mean, just all the writers, the performers, the music. I mean, it just seems that it oozes the art, you know, as, as a destination. Well, it's, I mean, for me, it's uh, when our uh, friend who lives in Mars Hill showed us around for the first time, we went through the River Arts District, and I thought, this is really great, because I had, I mean, I had read up on all of the theaters before I came here, so I knew that there was a lot. Um, I think I uh, had two auditions the first week I was here. That's where I first met Stephanie. I haven't worked with her company yet, but uh, I've worked uh, with Magnetic, and I've worked with a company over in Silva, and uh, uh, directed over in uh, Waynesville. And um, wow. I've got a directing gig coming up in March in uh, Hendersonville. Oh, and that's not so far, right? Hendersonville from Asheville? Right. Yeah, just uh, just south of here, yeah. Oh, wow. So it extends out then, you know, when you think about, and I think it's, um, you know, when you think about what happened during the pandemic, you know, suddenly, you know, now we get to go back out and go see shows, we get to see music, theater productions, it's really exciting. So what's the energy like getting out there and, and directing and acting on stage again? Oh, it. when I directed the Christmas show at Waynesville last year, it was the first thing I had done since the pandemic, really, except for some stuff online. Uh, and I was I was practically giddy the first time I set foot into the theater and actually started working with the actors. I was just so happy to be back. 
Wow. And uh, it's been primarily directing since. The last performance I did was at Magnetic. And that was at the beginning of the pandemic. We opened on Friday and closed on a Sunday. Oh, that sucks. All that work, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's so much work that goes into it, all the rehearsals, and it's like all of that, you know, mm-hmm. out the window. What's it like moving to a new community? Is it, you know, who is an actor in a in a region like the Bay Area? Of course, there's a lot there. Um, you develop all your connections and your friends locally, mm-hmm. and then when you move, do you, is it kind of like the first thing you do is let's go out there and, and like start a new family? <laughs> when you move. Well, it it yeah, it's, it's sort of like that. It's just uh, you look at it kind of two ways. Uh, you know, a lot of theaters they use a lot of people you know over and over. Uh, but yet at the same time, a lot of theaters are always looking for new blood. Mm. And uh, in this case, I was the new blood. So uh, it wasn't too long before I got here that I started getting work, and then the pandemic hit and kind of screwed everything up. But uh, I've gotten to know quite a few people in the community, and uh, it's not like the Bay Area where oftentimes I would get cast without even having to audition because people know me. But uh, okay. So here I've had to you know just work a little harder at getting uh, um directing gigs and acting gigs. Mm. But that's kind of good to go back to those roots, though. You know, sometimes I think we... Oh, absolutely. We... I I have a couple of pieces that I use for for most auditions, and I just love doing them. I mean, I, I don't even uh, really have to practice them when I'm ready to do an audition. I've done them so many times. So it's, uh, it's kind of fun. One's a nice little comic piece and then the other is a really serious piece so it's uh but they're very short and and uh and they're the kind of things that i think that when you see directors sitting in the in the seats uh, looking at you to cast you they it's the kind of thing that they like so it's worked out pretty well does it help that you've had acting experience to be a director yeah it's because it, you have a different perspective i think uh, you can appreciate uh where the actors are coming from. Uh, you also know the things that you know to be aware of. That you know, I know that trick. Don't you know? Try and pull the wool over my eyes. You know, I'm up and around. You know, but 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 uh, I've always been a person who likes to work collaboratively, and it's it's really great to have the input from the actors when you're putting a, a piece together. You know, you're you're taking somebody's. Uh, uh, dream, you know, their 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 piece, and and you're trying to bring it to life, and you know you you get their perspective, you get your perspective, and it's also important to get that from the actors. Uh, but then you know it's always uh, I don't mind being the person who has to make the final decisions. Mm, yeah, and and for people coming to Asheville, would you say you know put theater as part of your to do list when you go to to the city? You know, go have dinner maybe spend some time downtown and then go see a show. And, you know, I, I, to me, that's part of Asheville is you've got to go out and do, I know we we get stuck out in the nature part of it all because you've got the Blue Ridge Parkway, Smoky Mountains and yeah. everything and the Arboretum and, you know, of course the Biltmore, but um, wouldn't you say that that's something that, you know, visitors could put on their list to do? Well, that's it. You know, the uh, Asheville is really known for, you know, for its uh, restaurants, uh, the foodies really love it here. And then all of the uh, the places where you can get craft beers, uh, it's it's a really neat town that way. 
but we also have some really fine theater. We've got a couple of professional theaters in the area, along with, uh, you know, the community theaters like uh, Magnetic. And uh, mm. there's a lot of really good work being done. And I have met a lot of really good young uh, and some older actors as well in, in the community. So uh, if you're into theater at all, it, this is definitely something that you want to do while you're here. You know, in community theater, that's something we love to do. It's, you know, I know everyone thinks New York, Broadway shows, et cetera, but I don't know. There's something about really getting the the feel of a community by going to the community theater and supporting those actors. And I've seen some of the best performances in community theater. I mean, and I mean, really at the top of their game, you know. So I, I really encourage yeah, people I mean, to do that. I guess you could. I guess you could say I've done pretty much what would be called community theater for a long time now, but I've been really fortunate to get some really great roles and some mm-hmm. really great works by some really great playwrights. So it's, it's, and you get to work with some really wonderful, wonderful actors. So it, and directors, uh, a couple of people that I work with in California as directors are just absolutely astonished at how great they were. And the acting, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, I think it, it it amazed me, and then I just got really used to it. <laughs> it's just, it's just pretty much everywhere, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing too—you can't stay in the same role forever, right? <laughs> it's like no, but you know, it's always fun to. Uh, a couple of times I've done a role a second time just to do it with a different cast and a different director, and that's really a lot of fun. That's cool. That's cool. So, where if you're gonna, you know, got family coming over, friends coming over to visit you in your new city. Where are you going to take them for, you know, a show and uh, something to eat? Where would you go? Um, well, my favorite place downtown is Curate, uh, oh. the tapas place uh, oh. in Hendersonville, Postero. Uh, really good, really good. Curate, <laughs> you need to need to make your reservation way ahead of time, though. Uh, but... Uh, I know that uh, the the stuff that Stephanie's doing uh, at her place and the stuff that they're doing at Magnetic uh, is is really good. We've also got you know Asheville uh, Community Theater. We've got uh, North Carolina Stage here, and then um, you know there's other theaters around in, in nearby towns too that are pretty good. But uh, you you can't go wrong just right here in Asheville. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us here for the special music and performing arts show, uh, part of our Ad- Adventures in Asheville series that airs every first Tuesday. Uh, but before you go, John, one question. Someone getting started off, because you talked about, you know, in your youth getting started, any tips for somebody just getting started in theater and thinking, ooh, I really want to do this. And then you get the dreams, right? And then you get knocked around a bit while you're trying to follow the dreams. Any tips for someone getting started out? Uh, I think uh, the word is persistence. Um, You know, you're never going to get the dream roles right away. You have to work your way, and and you have to get um, to the point where people know you and and respect you for uh, not only the way you act, but the way you behave uh, in a cast with other people. Uh, So it's be a a good uh, fellow player. That's really one of the more important things, because believe me, when you do bad things, bad things follow you. Uh, if you do good things, that follows you. So that's that's the way to go. Uh, and then just, you know, nothing like experience. I know a lot of people go to school, but uh, just get out there on the stage and just, you know, get your roles and, and learn uh, and uh, learn from others. I love it. Thank you so much, John. Well, thanks so much for having me. 
Hey, everyone. That was awesome. John Baldwin, we are here on our first Tuesday Adventures in Asheville show here on Big Blend Radio with our friend Stephen Karen over at the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast. So check them out at lion-rose.com. Now, our next guest is a singer-songwriter. Her name is Liz Teague, or you can call her Elizabeth if you want. But before we bring everybody back on the show, take a listen to her music. She was recently playing at their porch festival at the Bed and Breakfast, but take a listen to one of her songs. Here it is, Love Stays, and we'll bring her on, and everybody else will be back on the show. Steve, Karen, Nancy, everyone. But take a listen, Love Stays. Katie girl, you're on your way Heading west to Tennessee You thought you'd never see the day Now it's like it's meant to be And all those books and papers to write Laughing with your friends and staying up all night Poetry and turns of phrase That made your heart fly off the page It seems to me That in everything you do Love stays with you advice, but most you'll already know. Hold on to the ones you love real tight and let the small stuff go. Be gentle on the earth, remember what you leave behind. Do good work and pay your bills on time. To everyone you meet, be kind and fair. Scrub your teeth and say your prayers. But this above all, to thine own self be true. And love will stay.
bright sunny days and friends you hold dear Nights full of music and stars and a campfire near Quiet moments and hikes good and long That you drive down the highway to a favorite song That your light so shines and you carry from this place Good memories and lessons of grace Just stay who you are Cause you've always been true blue Love will stay, love will always stay, love will stay with you. That was Love Stays by Liz Teague over in Asheville, and you're listening to Big Blend Radio's first Tuesday Adventures in Asheville show, and today is all about music and the performing arts. We just talked about theater, and now we just jumped mm. into the music pool, and Love Stays, is, that's a beautiful song, and you it's talk about awesome. starry skies and you know, uh, just awesome. a campfire. Like, I want to go back to Asheville right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here with our friend Stephen Karen Wilson, Mr. and Mrs. Wild of Asheville from the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast that we do this show with every first Tuesday. And they introduced us to Liz. Liz uh, recently performed there at their bed and breakfast on the porch. So welcome to mm-hmm. the show, Liz. How are you? <laughs> Thank hey, you, Lisa. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be a part of this wonderful conversation. Hey, listen, Porch Queen. That's her new name. (laughs) The Porch Porch. Queen. (laughs) She's been porching. It's like they talk. I mean, it's the political season, so people are out stomping, but you've been out porching. How does that feel? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, uh, the Lion and Rose was so generous in offering up their porch as part of this year's Montford Porch Fest, which is a Another wonderful Asheville created space where uh, it's kind of a traveling party around the historic Montford district where we have different musicians set up on porches and people can roam and listen. And it's been a wonderful tradition for many years and uh, it's completely organic. You know, it's uh, a local neighborhood person organizes it. Uh, Elsie Lindsay, who's a wonderful drummer and is in multiple bands. And it's just a, a great kind of um, reflection, I think, of the Asheville music community. That's cool. cool it is. That is cool. So listen, so Stephen Karen, you pimped out your porch. Is that what you <laughs> I had to go there. Sorry, that to... way, but... Hello. I know. Sorry, I had to go there. It just sounded cool. I had to say it. But listen, if it, Liz, that's a beautiful song. Tell us a little bit about your music. And, and uh, is that on an album somewhere? Like, you sent me some music, and I'm like, okay, like, how am I going to choose this? You know. But then you had campfire <laughs> songs, and, you know, and it seems to me like it felt like a, a loved one going off to college, mm-hmm. you know, or like a child going off to college or to a different career or that, you know, tainted – <laughs> uh, uh, tin and blue, like uh, Bob Dylan's song. Um, 
<laughs> that, that well, Lisa, you, you picked up that exactly. That's exactly what that was. I wrote that song uh, for my daughter when she mm. uh, was graduating from high school here in Asheville, and um, it just kind of came out, and uh, it was part of um, that recording was done at Echo Mountain. Uh, music studio which is another mm-hmm. wonderful Asheville institution and on the cello there I, I couldn't let that song mm. be played without um, calling yeah. out mm-hmm. yeah Franklin Keel on the cello mm. uh, awesome. Franklin is in the Asheville Symphony and is a wonderful wonderful performer of his own right <gasps> um, and it was it all came out of I have to say the um Asheville Music Hall Brown Bag Songwriting Contest, um, which is a wonderful, another great Asheville tradition. I hope it comes Mm -hmm. back. It it was paused during the the pandemic, but um, Mm. it's a it's a wonderful way for local songwriters to have a creative space, like you were Mm -hmm. talking about, like claiming a creative space. Mm-hmm. in yeah. um, a very public setting. And the the idea is you throw your name into a brown bag and there's a um, sequence of performances with um, every night uh, someone being chosen to go to the finals. And then at the finals, the brown bag finals at the Asheville Music Hall is really this magical, amazing event where um, – the finalists all perform their songs and as um, a sort of prize, if you would, you get recording time at Echo Mountain mm. and nice. some other things. And so that, that song for me um, was wonderful because it was both about my daughter and mm. then mm. it also, mm-hmm. the opportunity to record it came out of the Brown Bag Songwriting Contest right and the generosity cool. of Echo Mountain. Yeah. Good that's so cool. No, that's awesome. That's an awesome story. I'm glad we picked that song. I love that. You know? And by but, the way, it's Tangled Up in Blue. Like one of my most favorite songs is Tangled yes, Up in Blue, and I can't remember. Oh, why right. Bob I don't Dylan. Understand why I, couldn't. But, I, I know. I was trying to say that like, it reminded me of that song in a way, and I'm like, no, it, it has nothing. They're, but, they're not the same song whatsoever, but it's no. like, it just reminds me of that song of like coming and going from someone. You know weird? what I mean? And it, it, it was like, why couldn't I remember the name? It's one of my favorite songs, but Tangled Up in Blue is one of my no. most favorite songs on the planet. And it reminds for me of me, <laughs> No, I have to say, for me, for some reason, I'm going Starry Starry Night with Don McLean. Oh, I, God, it, here she is. There it is. The, I know. Painting in the night. <laughs> yeah. Paint your well, own colors. Do your own thing. Get on with mm-hmm. it. Do it right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, that's, that's, that's where my thing. mind went. We have a good theme on this show today. It's about creative freedom. Like, that's mm-hmm. it, people. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty. I think that's what's going on in Asheville is there's this freedom of people being who they want to be. And I know Austin had that claim for so long, and now it's getting a little, like, I don't know. And, and Asheville has a lot of people moving in. So that is a kind of a true issue. But there is something about Asheville. It's that vortex. 
like Uncle Ted said, right? <laughs> the vortex. Wait to hear my vortex. interview with Love Bubble. We talked about the vortex. It sucks you in. Well, there is something. It's interesting to me that you had Uncle Ted on the show because, of course, he could be speaking in the mu- musical category as well. Mm-hmm. In addition to being an amazing, oh yeah, yeah. You know, tour bus driver, he's part of one of our great, um, the Whitewater Bluegrass Band is is one of our great local bluegrass bands and um we've oh. grown my whole family has grown up uh going to their shows uh every summer and um it's cool it's indicative of Asheville that you know everyone is an artist or everyone's a musician <laughs> everyone's got mm-hmm. something that they're bringing to the table even as they may yeah. have their day jobs or whatever gets them, mm-hmm. you know, to the end of the month. Um, mm-hmm. And and what's been lovely about this whole show is to hear the different the different arts that you're bringing out that are so part of Asheville. And and to your point, um, it's all very real and organic and personal. Uh, so it's it's just. It's kind of wonderful that a group like the Lion and the Rose, you know, they offer up their porch, but it's also they're plugging in um, to something. They they recognize what is that sort of undercurrent in Asheville of mm-hmm. arts, and it's it's lovely. It's just lovely. So thank you. Oh, it's arts and nature, and there's a calmness. Like. I, when we're mm-hmm. in Asheville, we don't you know that there's a calmness, and we are not um, nervous about walking down the street. In other cities, we're like, should we? Should we not? <laughs> no, we. It, no, it's really true because there's a lot of cities in this country where you really need to check it out before you say, let's just go for a stroll down the street because you can't. Yeah, and yeah, which is really unfortunate, and I'm. Seeing that change, and I love that that's kind of changing. Wish we'd change everywhere. But yeah. in Asheville, you, you just go walk down the street, go to the park, you just walk back, and you feel completely safe. And more than safe, you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing, especially for travelers, to feel mm-hmm. welcome. It's a big thing. Sure. Well, even us, even us residents, I, you know, people who've grown up or lived here, that um, feeling of safety extends to your creativity. You know, like Asheville's always been this open space of you can try this or you can perform Mm -hmm. this or. don't be afraid, you know, show us this part of yourself. Yeah. I, uh, mm. yeah, I, I, mm. I love yeah. hearing the conversation with Katie and Stephanie um, about the performing arts, you know, mm. and, and John's experience moving in here and plugging into this vibrant theater world. But, you know, music is the same way. And particularly with songwriting, mm-hmm. when you stand up at an open mic, Mm-hmm. You're exposing yourself and mm-hmm. often really deep and kind of <laughs> scary and personal 
things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it was kind of funny in the uh, uh, brown bag sessions of the Asheville Music Hall. Um, they go on every. They were going on every fall, and so people who attended, you know, sure there were people who came and performed one night, but there there'd always be a group of us that would you know, keep trying every week until we maybe made it to the finals, right? Mm -hmm. And in that sequence, you really got to know the people who were performing um, in a deep and personal way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was almost, it was, someone described it as better than therapy (laughs) because Mm -hmm. there was this safe space that was created. Um, And songwriting, like, like other uh, performing arts is where you kind of expose yourself and put yourself out there. And mm-hmm. Asheville is a wonderful place for songwriting. Um, I think I think there, there's a, a natural thing that happens in Asheville too. But I think it's it, it's a place to songwrite, but it also attracts all these other musicians to come in, and then some of them stay. Like they become like. We keep, we, you know, we've become Klingons of Asheville. We keep circling <laughs> back. We, you can't get rid of us. We're like the, we're the dingleberries of Asheville, Klingons. right? It, it is. No, I mean that in a good way. But it's, I think that happens for touring musicians. They come through Asheville, um, you know. It, but you can, I just, there's so I I think what's interesting about Asheville is the room of being able to be creatively different. Uh, you've got folk music. Yes. You've got, like, and I mean mm-hmm. Appalachian folk music, bluegrass, and, you know, all of that, too. And then at the same time, you go to the Orange Peel, and I see what Steve and Karen, their show, they're, like, rocking it out. And, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there, I mean... Seriously, don't mess with Steve and Karen. They they rock hard. Like I tell everybody on shows, I'm like Steve and Karen are sponsoring our music shows, and I'm like I know it's a bed and breakfast couple, and really it's not your grandmother's bed and breakfast. No, <laughs> and it is no, it's not. for everybody. No it's Doherty. a beautiful, wonderful bed and breakfast. Listen, it is a Victorian B and B, but like these. these you are off if they can go see Kiss, they will. <laughs> so it's, we did. That's what. Yeah, well, let me awesome. let me second that by saying, in addition to all of what you just said, in true Asheville fashion, Steve brews a great homebrew oh. in his basement. Yeah, yeah. Which, well, thank you. Which if you get to stay, <laughs> stay at the bed and bread, bed um, bed and breakfast there, you you might get a you might get a glass. Um, that was a real mm-hmm. benefit to play on their porch was, you know, <laughs> at the right, end. Here, have another one, have another one. But I think this porch fest thing is so cool. I know they do it in Northern California on the um, East Bay area. Um, mm-hmm. Some friends of ours, uh, the uh, Debbie Crooks comes on our show once in a while, and they do this in her band, the Bay Station Band. And, like, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, that's how musicians could perform uh, on their porches literally and people could walk by and listen to music or cycle by and stay distant and whatever but it was a way and Mm. they they streamed it live but it's still like you in a way the porch thing also reminds me a little bit about busking like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean there's like a busking thing and and Mm -hmm. our country 
needs to grow up about busking. Like now you need permits. Like <laughs> you you can't busk anywhere. You just can't busk anywhere. You can't just set up. I know. And play it's a guitar. So you have to have a permit to stand yeah. on the street and sing. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. It's interesting because mm. I think in Asheville the busking scene has has always been there even hmm. going way back to early Asheville, right? Um, but wow. what's happened, too, is kind of there is a line between people busking and people hmm. begging. And so the city has hmm. grappled with <sighs> that um, yeah. in, a, in yeah. a really sincere way. And it, it's hard, to, um, it's hard to, to put boundaries on that particularly for people in Asheville who have big hearts and they don't want to exclude anyone. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really, I think, been a challenge for the city to navigate where you draw those lines, you well, know. Yeah, across this country, like if, if okay, since we travel full time, we see a lot of things. And if you stand on the street corner and you sing, if you put a, anything out that says "give me a tip," now you're going to be you're asked taxable. to pay. You're taxable. Now you're going to yeah. yeah. Now you're going to mm-hmm. be asked for a permit. And who said you could be here? And what right have you got to stand and sing? Right. If you don't put something out to collect money, then they're like, "Do you need to go to the loony bin?" <laughs> well, okay. I mean, it's a bad way to put it, but well, you're not allowed yeah, to say that. That's about it. People are like, "What's wrong with you?" You know, you're not allowed to say that, Nancy. <laughs> so, well, let me. I, I would like to call out that Asheville has one of the <laughs> oldest outdoor sort of um, combination of busking and music gatherings mm. in the nation like the shindig mm. on the green has been with us since 1967 mm, and cool. it's this wonderful thing that happens in um in city county plaza right there in front of the county building and the town mm. hall uh during the mm. summers and um you know there's programs right but all around it is spontaneous music jams and then kind of further, you know, as you sort of stretch out from city County Plaza, there are people that will, you know, put their hat out and, and come mm-hmm. to play. They'll come to be part of shindig, part of a jam and then themselves on their own. And it's just been a very deep tradition in Asheville to put your music out. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and and of course, um, Asheville is sort of the urban center, if you would, of Western North Carolina. And there's this rich history of folk music and roots music. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people associate it with old time and bluegrass, and certainly that's mm-hmm. there. But there's also the gospel and the country and the um, spirit songs that mm. are all through our history and yeah. a lot of the mm. wonderful music that comes out of Asheville, mm-hmm. particularly kind of the local organic stuff mm. is this wonderful mix of old and new. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, I've heard 
some fantastic musicians standing in the doorway of, you know, what's now the Mass General Store, but it used to be uh, just a retail store, um, Fazen's, that was right down there, and um, also on Wall Street by the Big Iron. And uh, some of our buskers are nationally known right now. Um, I mean, Abby wow. the Spoon Label, Abby the yeah, Spoon the Lady, lady who mm-hmm. can, you know, who can top that? So um, it's kind of cool. it's kind of cool because I see a common thread with all these things, and and I I hate when people sort of get stuck in the legalities of busking or begging, right? I know you should just mm-hmm. be able to go sing and do what you want. I mean, yeah, you're already. Mm-hmm. I why a permit to stand on a corner that you've already paid for with your normal taxes? Just saying. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an idea. That's that, that's a that's a common common uh, thought. But I I also sympathize with those uh, business owners who may have somebody who's uh, oh, banging yeah. their you know hat with oh. a, a mm-hmm. broom, you know, or some stick, yeah. and 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 there's. <laughs> There's, there's, uh, there's, I think, a fine line there. Yeah, there is. um, Yeah, and it it shouldn't, hopefully, the discussion shouldn't overshadow the larger, wonderful uh, creativity that is the Asheville music scene, which is diverse, Mm -hmm. it goes back to the roots, but it also Mm -hmm. is so much more, you know, Um, I was just uh, getting ready for this podcast, and I went on our our songwriters Facebook page for open mic. There's an open mic Facebook page if anyone's interested. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our one of our members had put together a spreadsheet, right, of mm-hmm. open mics in Asheville, mm-hmm. and I just counted it up. And in any week, this is any week. There are 28 different open mics in Asheville. Cool. And, wow. you know, cideries yes. and breweries and mm-hmm. uh, restaurants. And it's very cool. so much. Uh, yeah, mm. 28 nice. in a week. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I didn't know there were that many. I knew there were quite a few, cool. but geez. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so shout out to Lark Frazier, uh, who mm. put that list together. But um, on any given night, you can go out and hear some original mm. songs um, mm. and uh, hear people kind of cre- create that space for themselves, mm. awesome. like you were talking Love about. It. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much yeah, for joining definitely. us. It's been a true pleasure having you on the show and glad. I mean, it's it's so cool to talk music and um, mm-hmm. we're going to be playing some reggae now because... You know, that's what happens in the mountains. We go from singer songwriters, <laughs> rock music. We've got pop. That's right. We've got all kinds of stuff. And now we're going to go to some reggae. Um, so anyway, thank you, Liz. It's been a pleasure. I'm so glad we got you thank on the you, show. Liz. Thank you, Stephen yeah, Karen, for bringing her on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks, we're gonna, guys. Thank yeah. you. Well, take care. Look forward and, to doing next year. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Time. All right. Well, it's nice to be a part of. I appreciate it. Porch oh, Pimping, no that's a new song, Porch Pimping. 
sorry. <laughs> Come on, it's cool. It's cool. All right, no, Liz. Thank you. I hope, I hope we get to see you when we get we come back to Asheville. So you take care. Yeah, please do. And, and right, please, everyone, 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 everyone yep. wait, Liz. Your your website is it basically everyone should go to Facebook for you, right? Uh, to type in. Um, yeah, or I'm on Spotify. I'm on Spotify oh, and um, yeah. And iTunes, and um, you can catch my website, LizTeague.com. Uh, Thank you. Liz Teague, everyone. Liz, and that's T-E-A-G-U-E. So Liz Teague, mm. uh, keep up with her Facebook, Spotify, her website as well. Thank you so much. Here it is. We're going to get Irie with it in the mountains. Here it is. Cool mountains. Uh, this is exciting. Chalwa, I love this band, man. I've got all stuck in their music today it's like yeah so take a listen we're gonna have dennis burns on the show but here it is jawa
Dude, we all need to go to Asheville like right now. Everyone, that was Cool Mountain <laughs> by Chalwa. Like seriously, go, go now. Go to ChalwaRoots.com. We're so excited to welcome Dennis on the show from Chalwa. And uh, we've got, of course, Steve and Karen from the Line on the Rose Bed and Breakfast. This is our show with them every first Tuesday. Dennis, dude, like really, like who would think that that would happen in the mountains of Appalachia? That is amazing music. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us or having me, having the yeah. represent the Shawa. Hey, we're always well, having. If, if you haven't been to the if you haven't been in the mountains yet, um, <laughs> it's it, they're kind of self-explanatory. It's so beautiful up here. So uh, that's just oh. one of those songs that you write while you're uh, staying up on the hill, sweeping, and the windows are open, and the fall leaves are coming down. And you're like, yeah, cool mountains. And before mm. you know it, you're pulling a Dewey Cox and writing a song. So. No, cool. really, that's a that's a cool, Very cool, cool song. And just like I was listening to your stuff, you guys do like a live stream, right? Like every week or something. We do, we do, we live stream all of our shows, um, either through Stageit um, dot com or via some of the social media is out there. But we also do a Tuesday night session um, every Tuesday at our studio in Canton, North Carolina, um, New Root Studio, engineered and produced by Jay Ferris. Uh, which we're going to be doing shortly, like 9 o'clock, maybe 9.15 this evening. So, yeah, we, we try to stay busy on the airwaves. Ah, that's sweet. That's sweet because, oh. I mean, I think when, you know, we always think about reggae mm-hmm. being coastal in a way. It's, you know, weirdly weird that way. I, I you know, just, it, 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 I don't know why, but you wouldn't think that reggae would come out of the Appalachian Mountains. But it's obviously there. <laughs> what started the band? Tell us a little background of it. Well, I'm going to kind of get back to your first uh, question, kind of geographically speaking. You're right. I mean, reggae always uh, invokes that beach vibe. You're hanging out in the sand. Mm-hmm. And if you've been to Jamaica, mm-hmm. um, the beaches, you can turn around from the beach and look up, and there's the mountain, mountain. behind you mm-hmm. on, on most places. So that mountain vibe exists, sure. um, you know, very similarly in the same sense it does here in Appalachia, it does in Jamaica. It's, you know, same same type of blue mountains um, you drive in the distance and see. Um, and a lot of the Rastas, you know, the uh, the founding members of, of you know, the, the reggae movement live in the hills. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of have more mm-hmm. of that hill vibe. They're not on the beach hustling tourists. They're kind of hanging back, growing callaloo and coconut on the hills. And so um, I think that, that type of lifestyle is everywhere. And it kind of exists here in the mountains, so... That's what's up. That's how we do it. We kind of throw it down with a little beach vibe uh, on the mountains. I grew up on the beach. I, I love grew up it. surfing and skateboarding, <laughs> so uh, I kind of have that element. I'm not a farming kid, so I totally, you know, grew up, uh, you know, doing Dawn Patrol, going to the beach, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, playing Bob where, Molly. Where? What Sun beach? is shining. Onslow um, Beach on the coast of North Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. So, oh. yeah, because you it's don't a mil- think it's, about- a, it's a military beach. Yeah. Actually. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, you think about surfing is always Southern California or whatever, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't, yeah, it's it's always interesting to me. Like, you know, we got to Colorado, and then people are river surfing, and I'm like, what? And then you look at the rapids, <laughs> and then you see people doing it, and they're like, holy cow, man, you guys are crazy. But yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you know. The what people I mean? in the mountains are nuts. They yeah, transferred yeah. The, the, the surfing thing to the kayak stuff with helmets. And anytime oh, yeah. you have to do an outdoor activity with a helmet, I'm a little weary, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, the, vibe, the vibe is there. I think the earth 
you know, the earth that we live on, um, the rivers, the tides, the moons, and everything kind of mm-hmm. guides us subconsciously. And wherever we are, mm-hmm. that's going to be a part of who we are in our DNA. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, reggae is everywhere. Beaches, mountains, I, deserts, mm-hmm. Mars, I agree. you yeah. name it. No, no, Steve and Karen have traveled the world. Nancy and I have traveled part of the yeah. world and lived in, in South Africa and Kenya. And, and my youth was reggae, um, you know, just living out in the boonies. And, you know, <laughs> Africa isn't what people think. There's mountains. There's desert. Like when we lived in Arizona, it was like, oh, it's a big desert. No, it's not. Um, but we had mountains and mist and um you would hear reggae coming out rainforest. of people's huts mm-hmm. and rainforests and whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, you really write about that and, and growing up. I mean, I, you know, it was interesting because Bob Marty was always a big deal, but Peter Tosh was the thing. When I grew up, Peter Tosh was like more of a thing than Bob Marley in, in oh, South you, Africa. You, you, you must have been hanging out with, with the cool kids because, I mean, everyone, Peter Tosh is, you know, he was the toughest, the bush doctor, you know. So yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel that edge. I, I feel that edge. I think he's more weak so, yeah. than everybody else. I don't know. But, like, he was. like, the, And then this Rolling Stones even got, like, dude, you're too cool for me. I don't know what happened with the Stones and him. Like, there's something went on. But, but like, well, We can do a cool. whole interview on that if you can get uh, – if you can get – um. So, you know, either uh, Keith or Mick on with me, we can talk about sure. the fallen angels for, for hours and hours and, and that whole Jamaican <laughs> goat uh, those, extravaganza. Those, yeah, that was a crazy thing, right? It, it's crazy. But I love what you're doing because there is something where when Steve and Karen, you guys took us to Chimney Rock. Mm-hmm. And when we yeah. went down in that brewery, the Hickory Nut Gorge Brewery, and we sat down mm-hmm. at the river, mm-hmm. and we did this whole hike. We did, you know, all this nice stuff. And then when we got there, it just was like I felt like I was back in that zone, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like yeah. sometimes we, Nancy and I always talk about like, we're back in Africa. Like when we lived in Mexico, yeah. oh, we're back in Africa. It's really just that vibe of chill. And mm-hmm. I think it that's is. what's it so is. beautiful about your music is that. It's just like, dude, just chill the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what you said about the river, the river is, it's, uh, you know, lyrically <clears throat> so profound, but open-ended and, Geographically, mm-hmm. it's the same way. It's there, but it's open-ended. You know, how many old gospel songs do you have? You know, take me to the river or lay down your burden mm-hmm. by yeah, the riverside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah. it's something to it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, or, or just all that, you know, hymn songs about, you know, even going to the river and be baptized if you're into that type mm-hmm. of thing. It's just the river is mm-hmm. cleansing. And so, you know, those There's waters come from river. heaven. There's, There's, uh, There's definitely snakes and rocks. <laughs> <laughs> And unfortunately, now a lot of broken bottles. So wear some wear some shoes, you know. Yeah, well, but you no, but what you're saying is right. River. You know the river thing, but you know, I I was just thinking even when Liz was on the show earlier, Liz Teague, she was talking about you know spirituality and like the South. And you know, I think about like you know, like Brother Where Out Thou, like Where Out Thou mm. or whatever Brother, yeah. whatever that movie was. That music came. I mean that changed the landscape of music for bluegrass and you know just gospel and all it changed things right the soggy bottom boys the soggy bottom boys right came out of the river and they were in the river first and that's what i was thinking of like earlier when she was talking and i'm like and now like you're 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 we've got soggy bottom butt but it's okay to have that but it's about being there's a i think that reggae has this thing about chill out, but allow the spirits to be 
I know I sound weird, but free. Like there's this thing about like you're past the fear stage of life that you can just deal with it and you let whatever happen happen. You know what I mean? It, it's weird about yeah, I think reggae. I think that's the, the ultimate goal. And I think, you know, as an artist creating and using uh, reggae as a, as a format or a medium um, is just, I mean, it's just, it seems like the right place to start, especially, you know, um, from a personal cultural standpoint, you know, that's the first feeling I got from it, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause it's a hectic mm-hmm. world out there, you know, and, that, yeah. and if you look at it from a scientific standpoint, that reggae heartbeat is sitting right there at our heartbeat, you know, love dub, love dub. So it's like, we're slowing down our, our everything, you know, our, our, our blood pressure slows down and we, we cool out physically. We cool out when we, we listen to God, reggae. It's that. like scientific dogs, <laughs> love, dogs love it. And yeah. And, and that's do. the funny thing is like, I feel like Chawa, what we do is we kind of expose ourselves to not the choir. So we go out to people who don't know reggae, you know, different demographics, yeah. different age groups. And they all come to us with that same, like, yeah, man, right away. Like, they're just eased mm-hmm. up and they're free and they feel good, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, and we're not your typical reggae band by by any long shot. But, you know, the vibe is there. It's, you can't hide that. So, well, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, the effect of the arts, whether it's paintings, music, writing, all of these people who do the arts, put their hearts on their sleeves and they're brave. They go out there and they risk the criticism and stupid comments, compliments, maybe a whole bunch of compliments. And then you can get maybe 10 compliments in a minute or two. And then one person will say something not nice. And somehow that takes over and erases all the good stuff. And so from an artist standpoint, some of the work is, looking like not letting the negative voice overpower the positive voices. And it's really hard as an artist. It's yeah, really hard. That's, uh, yeah. that's the yin and the yang. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's it, it's definitely true. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like most artists would be lying to you if they didn't say they they held more weight and gold to that one bad comment to those 10 mm-hmm. good comments, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. And, that, and that's, and that's life in general. I mean, mm-hmm. I yep. can give you 10, 10 compliments on how beautiful you are and how sweet your voice is, but thank you. the minute I say one crass thing about, <laughs> yeah, it is, um, you're going to take that way stronger than in the positive things, you know, so it's there, mm-hmm. it's hard, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, if I, I'd be lying to say if it doesn't make you moody and go write moody songs, but that's life, you know. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think it's awesome what you're doing. Are you doing any live shows that we should know about coming up? We're doing one tonight. We're doing oh, one cool. tonight. I'm not sure what time you guys stopped your broadcast, but we're going to start a little after 9. Um, yeah, we're going to do a New Roots broadcast, and then we're going to be playing this Sunday. We do a Sunday residency at um, the French Broad River Brewing Company, on Sweeten Creek Road in Asheville from yeah, 3 to cool. 6. And it's free reggae. It's like right after church, so you can kind of get your church vibes with Chow Wall at the brewery. If that's your yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, cool. I like Very it. Cool. Very cool. Like Very comes, cool. Our drummer's well, I... walking up right now. He's coming down the steps. Here, real quick, say hi to Josh Lynn. Hey, Josh. Hey, Joe. Josh. Hey there. Hey, hey. Josh. 
What you beating? Oh, you hey beating? there. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> Good. Hey, Josh. So what drums do you play? Like, what's your set? What, what, what's your gig? Oh, I've been playing reggae my whole life. I um just play a four-piece kit with the roots, you know? Do you have, like, a um, specific, like, you know, uh, I mean, guitars have fenders? Do you, what, what, what's your, your setup? Oh, I, oh, I got a, um, I play DWs usually, um, in the studio. Mm. Um, and, and my, um, it's funny, my, my usual play kit is just like a hodgepodge of stuff, um, of my favorite sounds of drums, um, mm. that I've collected over the years that I really love. Um, I definitely got multiple kits right that on. get played for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Right on, right on. Well, thanks for saying hi, and and tell Dennis no thank problem. you too. Everybody, he's right here. Our... Thank you. He thank snuck you. up on me. I'm outside. I'm outside in the woods, and uh, oh, we have this cool. staircase that looks like the poltergeist staircase. Uh, I, I don't even know how he walks down his drums, but it's, the day, it's the day of the cool. dead, dude. Be careful. Dude. Be careful. Grateful dread. Everyone. <laughs> Grateful dread. Salvaroots.com <laughs> is the website to go. We got to run. Thank you so much for joining Peace. us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Please come back on the show. We've got we've got way more to talk about. Let's talk about yeah, what we do. We got Thanks, Peter Kosh stuff to yeah, clear you. up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You take care. All right. So we're gonna go off to one. Love Bubble. Love Bubble. Are you ready, Steve and Karen, for mm-hmm. a little Love Bubble? Yep. I mean, ready. I think you have a lot sure. of Love Bubbles going on in your B&B. Everyone, lion-rose.com. I'm just saying, listen, get the room at the top. Get the room at yeah. the top. You have your own balcony, and there's, like, yeah, you just need to get the room at the super top. Super Love Bubble. Get the Super Love Bubble. Yeah, oh, it is, cool. the Love Bubble. So uh, before we hear this, but here's their song, one of their latest songs. I'm, you're going to hear a, a recording I did with them today, but here it is. Uh, one of their songs, their, one of their latest one is I Owe the Radio. Mm. W-L-U-V. Before I had a filter, when my mind was like a sponge, the AM dial did make me smile.
you just heard I Owe the Radio, and that is by Peggy Ratuz, Paula Hanke, and Hank Bones, and you never know if I pronounce any of their names correctly, but they are the Love Bubble. Love Bubble is an Asheville trio, and uh, they were on our show last year with their debut album, Revolution, and um, they are back on the show today. We're very excited to have them. Uh, and that was I Owe the Radio. So excited to have you guys back. Go follow them at lovebubble.bandcamp.com. Welcome, guys and gals. How are you? Hi. Hello. Hello. You guys are so good. Even as I started recording this, you started doing it, and I'm like, ah, announcement, right? But hey, welcome back. How are you? And I Owe the Radio is just awesome. And thank you for putting Wolfman Jack in there because he, he, you know, don't you love and miss him? I, I, miss, guess I miss Allison Steele. Yeah. The Nightbirds. See, you know, I think, you know, we've talked about this, I think, even on we talk about it all the time, traveling across the country. We always tune into local radio stations. And some places, it's like amazing. As soon as you cross over into even the state, it's like, yeah, we're, we're into music, local music and personality and the B-side. And I feel like we've kind of lost it. What do you guys feel about that? And Asheville, what's the what's the radio scene like for you guys? Do you think? Well, one hundred three point three is a very local station, a couple of watts on Haywood Road, and they play have all sorts of interesting shows. So uh, that's that's a good one. Is that WTQZ? No, I I don't I can't remember the call letters. But um, also PVM 103.7. So around that, if you can mm-hmm. get it, I get it in my car because the antenna, the whole car is like an antenna. I can't get it <laughs> here at home. But, he looks uh, like a Google Google <laughs> TV walking, driving around the neighborhoods of Asheville. And listen, Asheville's crazy. Like, we keep going back. What is it, this magnetic force that, that Asheville is? For the three of you, um, and let's start with you, Peggy. What is it about Asheville that keeps you there? Because it is a magnetic force, I think, that sucks us in. It is. Um, you know, what keeps me here is that, thankfully, I got here in time to be able to afford to live here. And, yeah. You know, I'm in my 60s now, so, um, and I've been a professional musician for many years, and that doesn't always afford me to pick up and leave. So right. I'm so happy that, you know, I found a house, bought a house. And I live on the outskirts of Asheville, um, mm. but I play in and around Asheville with Love Bubble and other uh, configurations mm-hmm. too. So I'm quite happy. I think I've established myself fairly well here. And yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Paula? Like, what's it about Asheville? Well, I handpicked Asheville 16 years ago. I was living in New York, not from New York, but was living there. And it was just time for a new kind of life, a new kind of quality of life that I felt I wasn't getting in New York. And part of the reason is because I just was always in my car driving or sitting in traffic or trying to park. (laughs) And I was very rarely seeing friends because everyone was so busy. And I just really wanted to get um, to a beautiful place where people felt a little more like community. And, uh, Mm. and I handpicked it out of many, you know, I just, for six months kind of looked around and visited other cities up the East coast and also out in um, the desert lands a little bit in Northern New Mexico and, and Arizona. <laughs> and, and it was the magic that you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. There's something in these mountains that is vibrating in a way that kind of connects to my heart and makes me feel good. And 
the people were warm and friendly and welcoming. And so it just feels really good here. I love my friends and the people that I just know and run into on the street. So um, it just, like I said, it's, it's all about that for me. It's beautiful. It's especially this time of year. It's really. Mm. Oh my God. You guys, the fall colors are insane. Like insane. And Appalachia land is, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, and Hank, I know you're the waterfall man. Yeah. And to see the waterfalls, like we always think about, you know, these lush, you know, you think of Hawaii, right? And and waterfalls and the tropical waterfalls. And then you see the waterfalls in Asheville. And we got to see some with Stephen Karen at the Lion and the Rose B&B just a, a couple months ago. And and it was, I mean, it was amazing some of the waterfalls that you have. But then to see them in fall colors adds this whole other landscape. And that's something I know on, on your album, Revolution, you had a you know a waterfall song that we had to play yeah and, um, yeah and and I know you don't want everyone to know about your waterfall tank you're, you're oh, it's you're not like... mine it's there for everybody <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean yeah. you, you want them to be secret <laughs> like this well I have one waterfall. or two secret spots but uh but the, the one in the song is is well known ah ah so what is it for you, Hank? What what you know? I you know I have to say we were on the Gray Line trolley tour. Um, we did the haunted uh, history and, and mystery tour. Of, oh, you know I got to uh, interrupt you. I think Paula used to drive for that. She was a yeah, driver. No way. I was a tour guide when I first moved here, but I was mostly doing the day. You know, just the regular day tours. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, I remember so- talking about that, and then we finally went on it. Oh, yeah. Uncle Ted, Uncle Ted, Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted. Oh, no. you know Uncle Ted. So I he's should. in our our new magazine, Way Back When History Magazine, out today. Um, it was Stephen. We went on this tour, and he talked about Asheville being this vortex. It's like we're, like it's like the crystal land, and all the religions have come in, you know, and <laughs> this place just sucks everybody in, no matter what your belief or your walk of life. That it's like this vortex, and yeah, I, think I follow festivals that's it. personally. Festivus for the rest of us. Well, that's why Paula's here because she wants to get a parking space and not be, you know, like George and Seinfeld. You know, (laughs) I need my parking space. Damn it! (laughs) But that, but hey, what is it? Is it the waterfalls? Is it? Is it? What is the art scene like now? It has to be water, and then there's people, and it's a social place. Mm. People have time to hang out. Do you uh, think nature makes? what ash i mean obviously like the vortex and the religious walks of life right that always adds an interesting thing to life right when everybody has to get along and and uh you know the downtown like it just doesn't feel like a a big city but the arts have prevailed in Asheville for years i mean just you know thomas wolf all the way you know scott fitzgerald i mean just all these you know just just the the arts, whether it's music or literature, theater, um, seem to really be a big. I mean, you got the MOOC, the MOOC place. I mean, come on, what's going on? What, <laughs> Hank, Hank, do you have anything? Do you think it's the nature that influences the arts, or is it the history? Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, nature. That's cool. That's cool. So, Hank, it, your place. No, I'm, not, I'm not inspired without it, so I, I got to have that because usually when I'm writing a song, I go to Bent Creek and take a walk. And since I don't have, uh, you know, an iPod or anything, after about 20 minutes, your mind just starts to go like if, like you're in a isolation tank. You know, at first it's boring, and then you realize you can't stop your brain. Mm. And so then yeah. you kind of come up with ideas and work on them. 
So that's that's it. Walking in nature is the biggest inspiration. Peggy, what about you? Oh gosh, I'm inspired by what people talk about. She I, wants the gossip. <laughs> oh no, not in gossip, not in gossip at all. Um, you know, just what they talk about from their heart, and uh, mm. that, that's what inspires me to write, along with the nature as well. But you know, you hear people say such beautiful things, and art um, inspires mm. me to write lyrics and melodies. Oh, well, you're in an art town, right? So, like, the, yeah. is it is it the Riverside Riverside or Riverfront Art District? Um, in in River, River, River Arts District, yeah. River Arts District. I mean, you guys have so much public art. And then just even the city, the way the buildings are, like that to me is it just you've got all those churches downtown. And then just the, the architecture is just a little bit of every era almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you go out to, the, you know, areas where, you know, the Native American cultures and the indigenous people lived. And, you know, there's just this, well, nature provides art like nonstop, but I think there's something like cool about Asheville that it's not pretentious as a city. You do feel like you could go downtown and feel like, you know, what's her name, <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore, and throw your hat up in the air. But it's <laughs> but it's not. Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> we did that in, in uh, two years ago in we Minneapolis. Did. We did it in Minneapolis. There's a big statue of her. Oh yeah. Everybody, everybody goes in front of it and throws their hat up. <laughs> but I haven't got a hat. <laughs> I have a hat. I have a hat, so I'm gonna, I was get, about to get rid of it. I'm going to keep the hat yeah. just for that. When we get a hat for that, when we get to Minneapolis, that's cool. But yeah, you know what I mean, though. It's like got that downtown feel, but it's not overdone. Asheville is a city; it's not overdone, but it's got that balance that I don't think you know many cities have. You know, where it just is, and then you've got the hillsides all sprawled out and everything. So, to me, that makes for just. It has breathing room for the art. That's really what it is, I think. Well, we hope that it stays that way because it's getting a little crazy. Yeah. I know. There's a lot of new hotels and a lot of new whatever construction going up. So it is a concern of ours, those of us who have been here a while. Mm -hmm. And I say little prayers at night that somehow things just slow down a little bit as far as the development goes. Because we would like to keep Asheville weird, so to speak. And affordable, especially for the (laughs) service industry. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, we watch places with like Airbnbs coming into the point that all the second homes and the homes are taken up where, I mean, in small communities too, mostly, where like, okay, you have all these places, but who's going to clean your house, you know, for the vacation? <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're going to explain, you know, they're going to have to drive an hour to two hours to get there to clean a vacation rental. That's not economically like good. So hopefully Asheville stays that way. And that's why you stay in bed and breakfast, right? And historic places and mm, historic yeah. hotels and keep those places going. Um, mm. What's going on with this new song, I Owe the Radio? Well, that gets back to uh, inspiration. Like Peggy said, people, listening to people. And uh, we listen to people and, and they say things that just sound like song titles a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was that came from a friend of mine who uh, I hadn't written a song in about a month. And he, I said, you got any titles? Because he writes songs. And he said, yeah, I tried this one. I owe the radio. I said, okay, thanks. <laughs> a couple of days. A very inspiring title because we grew up with where the radio is much more important than it is now, I think, to how people listen to music or find music. Some people, it was, and, it, and it, So yeah. that was a borrowed title. He lent me that title, and there you go. That's the name of that one. 
And that's yeah. very interesting about that one because in the middle of it, there's a thing about a DJ. This was a true story according to Peggy, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was yeah. Paula. She said there was a DJ in the summertime. It was me, he, he, Peggy. He used to ring a bell. Was it a man or a woman? Who's it was usually a, a guy. Uh, he'd ring a bell at every 15 minutes so the, so the kids listening would know to turn over and get a full tan. No way. I never yeah. heard of that, and it, but if it's true, it's wonderful. Was that was that in California or no? That was in Columbus, Ohio. No way! Yeah. Oh wow! Wow! W C O L. Yeah, it was that first oh, yeah, relationship. Yeah. The sunbathing capital of the world. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God, that's. Let's so also tell them, you guys. Let's tell them about "Keep Calm and Carry On" because we have another song that. Boy, such a video. We that have we a have video. a video. We have a wonderful YouTube. Um, video of the song so i just want to throw that in there as another new one yes. for us. just uh search love bubble and keep calm and carry on thank you yeah. cool. i think we need that these days i mean yeah. it's not getting any calmer out there it's like weird i mean you turn on the radio now and you go holy crap did i want to hear that and then there's the ones that you do want to hear right so it's like that that weird part so i love that keep calm and carry on i think you like um, it yeah, it's super cute and funny. It's kind of monkeys-ish. And very local. We did it downtown around Fisher Park, mostly. And oh. a lot of unsuspecting tourists got into the the camera and enjoyed it. And um, it, it was just, just really a lot of fun. So yeah, is this... Everybody this... was interested in being in it when we asked them, except one woman said, what kind of video is it? <laughs> she said, it's not a naughty video, is it? <laughs> so he said, no, it's not a naughty video. So she said, okay. Just say, yeah, our name is Love Bubble, and trust me, it's all fine. It's all good. <laughs> You're in the vortex. You're all safe. But, so, so is this the makings? These songs, are they in the makings of a new album? Oh. I have to ask. Definitely. Absolutely. Awesome. We've got many more in, you know, in process as we speak. I we have an idea that. that the title of the album, I haven't run this by the girls yet. Da-na-na-na. Maybe they'll like it, maybe that <laughs> is Love Bubble Single-Handedly Saves Pop Music. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Let me know if you like that. Hey, I, I love it. I love it. So before you guys go, uh, tell us about one place when someone comes to Asheville to check out in regards to music and the performing arts. I know you guys do a lot of gigs around the area, so maybe one of your favorite gig spots. So let's start with you. Paula, what's one of your favorite places? Well, I always love playing, playing the Isis Music Hall in West Asheville. Just mm. cozy and wonderful and a listening audience, and um, I love it. And wow. that, that venue actually has two performance areas, and so, you know, the varied music that they have coming in and out of there, you know, it allows for that because there's an intimate upstairs space and then there's a main stage and the sound is always really good. And, you know, there's up and coming places like One World West. uh, That seems to be um, a hot spot for all ages, but depending on who's playing there. And it depends on who I'm talking to, to tell them where to go Mm. and what to do. There's, well, like there's the orange peel, you know. That's the I orange peel, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's more of the rock, rock, right? Like you know, for the orange well, that's peel. That's more national and international acts come through there. So if somebody is wanting a local flavor of music, then uh, you know, um, the Asheville Music Hall has the Tuesday night funk jam that brings all the kids out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because 
Yeah, you want to check out the the locals. You know, I think it's cool to have yeah. the touring act. Like I know Larkin and Poe will be at Orange Peel in Jan. I think it's January. Oh, they're so good. I know. I we saw them in Greeley, Colorado, pre-pandemic, right, right before that, and um, they were just so yeah, good. I, you know? I kind of compare Love Bubble to Larkin Poe because Love Bubble loves performing, and Larkin Poe, you can see it all over those cute girls' faces and bodies and the way they play. They're just this is what they were meant to do. Yeah, and they're Which Edgar Allan Poe's great great granddaughters. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah. it's like amazing to see what happened through you know that whole like lineage. Like this is this is what happened. Look at these girls. Like go out there, and they're married to musicians who they kick butt in their own rights too. So they've got like a full force of music, which I think is like, it's like this wall of sound coming out of Edgar Allan Poe's legacy. Tell me about this. I, I don't this, know. <clears throat> yeah. It's, I, yeah. Like, I like to tell people to go to Five Walnut of a Tuesday night because it's got a very... Is that where you perform on Tuesdays? I know you're performing tonight. Like, yeah, Is that yeah. where you perform? Yeah, it's a very friendly feel. It's like going to a house party. Nice. The, old, the original Wedge, <clears throat> my friend Ivo, who gave me that title, Io the Radio, he usually keeps a beat-up guitar in his car, and sometimes Please. we'll just sit there on the loading dock and take the guitar out and have a sing-along with uh, everybody there. And Brian and Susan from Rad Records, there's a great new record store right there on the dock, and uh, and we have a. Is big that is that the is that the same street like by where Rock Bottom is? And then there's like two record stores facing each other on the no, same road. No, this is, this is in the it. River Arts District. This oh, is, okay. This is at the original Old Wedge. And it's a funky place, you know. The freight train goes by, and picturesque. Ah, uh, I I dig. I I love Asheville. I mean, it's just like all these different districts. I don't, I, you know, I just twirl around and get lost. Literally, GPS got me so lost. I can't even. I don't even. I I ended up in a dead end in some neighborhood up in the <laughs> hillside in the rivers area. <laughs> next to trash cans going i can't go any further like what what are you doing to me you know but but it was funny but like you guys have um just it's amazing and i think the brewery scene helps music too you know for, you know bringing music mm-hmm, and brings people in but thank you all for joining us i'm so yeah. glad for our special music and performing arts show here and on we can plug our next gig can, can we plug yes. our next gig yeah of course so that is this coming friday november 4th at the second act wine and coffee or coffee and wine in hendersonville from coffee. 7 p.m to 9 p.m what's going on in hendersonville why is everyone talking about hendersonville oh it's what's just up and there? coming i mean like the traffic is horrendous there now it's you know just there's a lot of incredibly yeah. entertain uh talented musicians that you know have congregated there and you know, it's yeah, it's an up and coming music mecca too. And not far, not far from Asheville. Not like, at all. Thirty no. minutes south. Oh, that's nothing. That's 30, nothing. Thirty years. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But listen, you guys, uh, please uh, come back on the show. I know you got a new album. Come back. Come back. Uh, excited. And next time we're in Asheville, hopefully we'll meet up in person. That'll be even better, and we we'll get to see you perform. I know we'll be okay. there. We'll. We'll be there in December. Like really? Christmas time. Well, not Christmas. Ooh, we but have we'll December eighteenth. In... Can you we have a Christmas I... show December eighteenth at ISIS. Oh yeah. Oh at ISIS. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Everyone check that out. I don't know what our dates are, but I will get an email you guys. But 
Um, everyone know know that. So is is lovebubble.bandcamp.com the best place to connect with you guys for your gig dates? No, but basically uh, Reverb Nation. Reverb Nation. Slash, you know, forward slash Love Bubble WNC for Western North Carolina, the acronym for Western North Carolina. So Love Bubble WNC on Reverb Nation. And you guys are on Facebook too, right? Under Love Bubble we WNC. Are. Mm-hmm. Right on. Get faced up with them, everybody. Get faced up with the love bubble. <laughs> Face it, babies. Face it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Don't love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You take care, and, and we'll hear from you soon, and hopefully see you soon. Oh, see thank ya. you so much. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for our first Tuesday Adventures in Asheville show. You can join us. Go to BigBlendRadio.com. And, of course, go to Lion-Rose.com. Our co-hosts, Steve and Karen Wilson, Mr. and Mrs. Wild of Asheville, who inspired this show. So keep up with them. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, guests. Thank you, listeners. Stay tuned. Keep up with us. And have a happy time when you get to Asheville. Take care. Thank you.